Every game is a mind game. Distracted, too heavy, too tight. Nah, that's all in your head. Train your mind. Train the game. Because your only limits are the ones you put on yourself. Migs Bustos, Cheska Litton Palau. This is Off the Record. Hello, online world. Hello, Ka OTR. This is Off the Record with Migs. And Cheska, and tonight we have a very special episode for this Saturday, and we hope you guys are all well. This is Under the Armor, presented by Off the Record with Migs and Cheska. And we'd like to give a huge, huge, huge shout out and thank you to Under Armor. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Under Armor, for trusting Off the Record with this special episode to showcase the stories of your idols, Under Armor athletes who have exemplified the mantra. And the tagline, the only way is through. And of course, as I mentioned, this episode's tagline, Cheska para sayo for you when you hear the meaning of the only way is through, what comes to mind? When I hear the only way is through, it reminds me of the instances where you've, uh, you're faced with a choice to either sink or swim. Either you allow your circumstances to overcome you or you push your way through it. And that takes a different kind of strength. What about you, Mix? Well... Well, for me, it's all about breaking the ceiling. Moving forward, even if you see a big wall, there would be many times that you would want, you know, you wouldn't know what to do, but all you have to do is to go through it, literally. It's only you that can break through that, and that is achieved by more than just the physical aspect, but the mental toughness as well. And once again, Under the Armor is presented by Off the Record with Migs and Cheska. And also, if you want to get your own Under Armour gear, like what Cheska and I are wearing, shop safely from home through Under Armour's Viber community. Here's the website, bit.ly slash community. Stay safe and shop safely from home, courtesy of Under Armour. All right. As you mentioned earlier about Under Armour's mantra of the only way is through. It's getting over obstacles and struggles by developing strong will and mind. And to get to know more uh, on these real-life stories, introducing you first to our national team setter and one of the integral parts of the Philippine team and Creamline Cool Smashers Under Armour athlete, Gia Morado. Hi, Gia. Thank you so much for joining us here. Our next guest is longtime PBA forward, from the Northport Batang Pierre, team captain of Northport Batang Pierre and Under Armour athlete, Sean Anthony. Hi, Gia and Sean. Hi, guys. Hi, Mix. Hi, Cheska. Thanks for having us on. Thank you so much for joining us on Off the Record in this very special episode. How is everyone doing? How's your weekend going, Gia? Good, good. Very restful also, which I really need right now. <laughs> Sean, Sean can, just came from a game, so... He needs it too. Yeah. He needs the rest he needs, too. He needs the rest. Yeah, the ice bath, the ice bath is uh, <laughs> waiting for Sean. The ice bath waiting for Sean. Thank you guys for joining us here this weekend. Let's cut right to the chase. You know, Gia, I will start with you. Unprecedented time for everyone, especially for athletes in the Philippines who waited to play, who waited so long to play again. What has... 
life been like as an athlete, especially during the past year? Well, it's it's been very challenging for sure, especially in the beginning when the pandemic began and we were all forced to stay home. Actually, it was the longest I've ever been off the court since I started playing volleyball 14 years ago. And that time, we didn't even know when our tournament could start because of um, the rising cases. So it was so important for us to train on our own at home just so you know we'd be ready for the time that we'll be called to train as a team. But volleyball being a sport that's played across a huge court space we could only do so much at home it was very limited and being in a team sport also we're so used to training with other people but this time all we could do was train together online all in all i think for the past year uh it was just a lot of adjustments a lot of self-discipline also to stay in shape and be tournament ready about for you, Sean, second bubble already since 2020. What has been, what's, how has it been like? Um, it, it's always interesting when you have, when you have the bubble. Um, you're going to be away from your family. Uh, your nutrition program is going to be different. Uh, uh, but it's also a great opportunity that you have all your teammates in one house or one hotel together uh, just to bond and, and to make those connections with your teammates that you might not have uh, those opportunities if you're all going home to your own houses. So uh, we're just trying to look at the positives, uh, the fact that we can all uh, get really good team bonding going, uh, the fact that we can all lock in to our games with no other distractions. So we're just looking at the positive side of the bubble, and uh, it looks like it's been going well. we got two wins so far in the bubble. Speaking of the bubble, I mean, both your leagues have gone through bubbles already. One is still going on right now. Uh, can we get a, li a little bit more in-depth about your experiences having gone through your league's respective bubbles. Gia? Well, we were very happy, of course, and excited to finally be able to play an official game after almost two years. But going through months of bubble training, going into a bubble tournament, that's a completely new experience for all of us. And it really took a while for us to cope. Uh, but. Yeah, to be more specific, from having games, usually having games once or twice a week before the pandemic, in the bubble, our games would happen every other, every other day or every day. So after playing one game, we barely had much time to practice adjustments for our next opponent. And the more we didn't have time to mull over any errors or bad games, and we had to put uh, a premium in recovery as well to be able to keep up with the schedule and... Yeah, just physically and mentally, it was very challenging, but nothing we couldn't power through. And we're just really grateful to get through the bubble healthy. Sean? The same thing that Gia said, right? Uh, they're trying to get the, the games in. So tomorrow will be our, our third game in four days, right? Oh so my we gosh. The other day, we had yesterday off, game today, and then game tomorrow. So uh, recovery is huge. Uh, and our trainers are, are here and, and they're doing a great job and making sure guys are healthy. Uh, they're trying to give us the best nutrition they can, but at the same time, um, guys with like certain dietary restrictions really have to get creative in, in how uh, we can do stuff. So uh, it's being about adapting, or I guess the Under Armour saying, right? The only way is through is, is to figure out and just get through it. And, and you know, uh, I guess that's what we've been doing. Now, for no, again, speaking of the bubble, and uh, it takes a different toll, you know, for elite athletes to go through that, you know, 
us casuals outside looking in, we don't really know what it's like. But how did the these types of uh, sports bubbles affect your mindsets in any way? How did it affect you on and off the court, especially being away from family? Diba uh, Gia, you were mentioning to me earlier, there were a lot of challenges also in the previous bubble. How has it been like for you, Gia? Uh, before the pandemic, we were so used to having this work-life balance uh, in between trainings and after games. And we got to do things that really took our minds off of the sport for a little while. And it helped for us athletes to be able to relax and at the same time be with our families and our support systems. And that's something that was very difficult for us to find in the bubble. So yeah, it was more of a psychological challenge than a physical one being in a bubble. And all the teams were very aware of that. And how we coped with that, the more we had to find ways to relax, uh, go on video calls with our loved ones, watch series, sleep and recover. And that's why I'm also very grateful to be in a team sport because we're able to turn to our teammates for the support that we need as human beings also. Because at the end of the day, we're not just athletes also, we're human beings who you know, can only take so much. and. Uh, it was very hard, but we knew what we got ourselves into. We knew, uh, we know that our passion for the sport is much greater than anything we have to go through. So, yeah, we just, we just had to suck it up to, like, <laughs> and go through it. Yeah, the only way is through. Yeah, there's nobody yeah. else who who's gonna do that, right? But, but yeah. it's just really you. How about you, Sean? How has it been like for you? I think one of the hardest things with the pandemic is for me has been my kids, right? Uh, I have three kids that are one, four, and six. And without them being able to go to school or go outside and have any outdoor activities, it's really challenging to to get them uh, homeschooled, to get them activities and stuff. So that being said, now I'm leaving and I left the bubble and all that, everything goes onto my wife's shoulders, right? So one of the harder things is is, you know, like, everything at home making sure they're okay and whatnot and over here it's 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 not that bad like uh, i have time i'm also studying so i got now time to study i got time with the players and and uh, i can just focus on the basketball and it also makes things easier sometimes too so um although it is very hard to be away from the family i'm sure uh all right so before you guys uh came onto the show we asked you to send in photos along with stories behind those photos. So uh, we have a photo of Gia, I believe. Gia, would you like to... I mean, obviously, you look very happy in this photo. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, behind, behind this, there's a story, there's a struggle. So what is the symbolism of this photo? What's the story of this photo? Yeah, like like you said, the photo was the end product of everything I had to go through to achieve that. And every athlete knows how hard it is to uh, land on the podium, what more be on top of the competition at the end of the tournament. So um, the story behind that, that was my rookie year in Ateneo years ago. But a year before that, when I was still in high school, I was playing in one of the championship games. Um, one that if we won, we'd be the one representing NCR in Palarong Pambansa. But in the middle of the game, I tore my ACL. And it was a very low time for me because I, after that, I didn't hear from the coaches or recruiters who already expressed their interest. And 
I don't know, a lot of the people around me also were very doubtful that I could get back on my feet or play with the same level of athleticism. After a few days of uh, reflecting and everything, I, I came to the conclusion that volleyball is still very important to me. It's something that I really wanted to do. So I, I did everything that I could to recover. And um, I'm very thankful that Ateneo gave me the chance to play again. They helped me in my recovery. My family was also a crucial um, factor in all of that. They were very supportive. And they knew it was very hard for me to get back. And my teammates also, because other than the burden of going through therapy, there was a lot of emotional and psychological trauma that came with it. Um, I was expected to finish therapy actually in six months, but I had to fast track that a bit to make it in time for UAAP training. And when I did make it into training, that's when Coach Tai came into Ateneo and everyone knows how Coach Tai trains his players. So I distinctly remember two weeks of training where I was crying every day. I was training and running with a swollen knee. Uh, at the end of that, year in the UAAP. That was the first time Ateneo won a women's championship in volleyball. And yeah, this this picture showed that after all the hardships and sacrifices I had to go through that year, which I can say was probably the hardest year in my career as a volleyball player. Um, yeah, it was all very worth it in the end. Well, of course, uh, thank you for your sharing, Gia, and of course for athletes. Um, we mostly see the success, what we see on TV, yeah. what we see on social media. That's the product of that's product all the hard work, hard, the blood, sweat, and all tears. The hard work. But what people do not know are the struggles and hardships that go with that. Lots of injuries, lots of physical, mental battles. And thank you, Gia, for that sharing. Because if you didn't before, maybe you would not have achieved that. Uh, in your rookie year and uh, i'm also excited for sean's story uh, about you know a symbol a photo that symbolizes all right so sean uh seeing this photo what does it mean to you getting through the self-doubts getting through you know i've been underestimated i feel like every every step of the way when i, I had one university scholarship only that was just because i was a academic student and it was like a very good school that had a hard time recruiting good players uh, when I came out here to play, I got cut from D-list. I got uh, put as a practice player on a PBL team, so I didn't even make their, their real roster. Uh, and then I just kept working my way through. Uh, going up into the drafts the month before the PBA draft, I wasn't even on a draft chart or, or anything. So um, a lot of people just saying I, I would never make it and I wouldn't be in the place where I was. And I guess that photo shows me like that's me working out just putting my headphones in blocking the noise and then you know just kind of reflecting on me and it's like a self-belief and, and and even though maybe in some of those moments like self-doubt or whatever uh creeps in it's like like, like not, not saving, uh, the only way is through like i really had to put in the work every day work on getting better working working on improving and uh just work my way up the system was and uh, eventually make it to the PBA, get your foot in the door, go from that to a, a starter, go from that to a, a guy, and just every every day working hard to to just go go through and get better. 
you know, clearly in your struggles, in in all the challenges that you guys had to face, there was a turning point because you wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't realize that you had to do something. So how, when did you realize? What made you realize that the only way was through? Gia? Uh, I think that that time when I got injured and I was hearing all this noise that, oh, athletes, don't come back from that, or you can't play again after getting injured like that. I also heard of other athletes um, making it back even stronger after an ACL injury like mine. So I had to think, what what did they do to make it back even stronger and even better than how they were before the injury? So that there itself, it's the only way is through because uh, there's so many physical and mental barriers everywhere and how we occur how we overcome these as athletes um a lot of different ways to each his own but ultimately it just boils down to under armor's uh mindset and i really believe that the only person i have to be worried about being better than was is the person i was yesterday and there's no shortcut to it the only way to achieve it is yeah if you put in the work you go through the goals and challenges that you set out for yourself because in the end it'll It'll just make you a better athlete and a person as a whole. How about for you, Sean? How did you realize that the only way was through? For me, it's always been like uh, I haven't been the most talented or the most, uh, you know, athletic or, or whatever the thing is. And for me, it was always I, had, I always just had to be the hardest worker on the court or off the court even, right? So that, that was my mentality. Like the only way is through the work. Like I, I, I can't. I'm not naturally gifted better than other people. So it's like the only way I could do it is outwork them. I learned that from an early, early time, I guess. Cheska, one time I was playing at the summer league and then, you know, I was the most, not most gifted nor most talented or anything. But you know that, Sean, right? When you play in pickup games or, or rec leagues, when you just have a good game because of your hustle and everything and like your teammates commend you for, oh, nice game, good work, good rebound. And then my teammates were telling me, Uy, parang Sean Anthony, oh. It's parang Sean Anthony, oh. I had a good game because, Sean, that was the peak of the Power Aid season. That that season, that year. So, Sean Anthony was like, you know, he he was not the scorer like JV Kasha or Gary David, but just like the work and hustle. So that's yeah. my memory of you, Sean. And just had to say that <laughs> before, <laughs> before we go into the questions and comment sections. It's only now that I get talk, to talk to you, so... Sorry, thanks for, for thanks for <laughs> sharing that cuento. All right. All right, our first question. Our first question. Jessica. I have a question from Tirso. Hi, Sean and Gia. Apart from being great athletes, how else would you want to be remembered in your respective fields of the game? That's a good question. Uh, we can start with Gia. I think one thing I always tell uh, my teammates or the younger athletes who I get to talk to is I I always want to be able to present myself on court as a player who plays with uh, a lot of respect and integrity. Like no matter who's placed in front of us as the opponents, we give them the same respect as we do all the other players on the court. And I, I put a lot of faith also in how I play. It's very important to me that I present myself in a manner that I think would glorify God best. So if that's if that's being in you know my best form in my uh, being the best version of myself, then I will work to achieve that, and that's something that I hope to pass on also to the next generation. 
Sean? Uh, now as like a, a team captain and a leader, I, I think I want to be remembered as, as, as like a great teammate. You know, someone that would have a positive influence on the younger guys' career. As you can hear the younger guys knocking on my door right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a, a great teammate, uh, someone that um, had a, a positive impact on their careers. Um, I was I was blessed to have a, a great mentor my rookie year in uh, Will Antonio uh, and then Danny Siegel in my second year. Uh, and those guys were hugely, hugely influential and had an amazing positive impact on my career. So if I could do that for someone in the younger generation on a team, that, that would be amazing. To be fair, I'm pretty sure I've done a few interviews where they have mentioned that you are really reliable and solid presence in their lives as a teammate. Like I do remember that. <laughs> so you're good. You're already there. <laughs> Gia, now we have a question from Trisha. She's asking about the PBL Second Conference. Uh, do you have any news on that? As of now, we have no news if uh, there will be a second conference this year. But given the chance to play, I, I will still want to represent Creamline the best way I can. And um, everyone in the team is doing their own part in uh, staying ready and fit for whenever that time will come. All right. We have a question from... Sam, how to be a great athlete? How do you fight the fear that we can't help but think about, especially when you're on the court? I think you have to always go through your fear to get onto the other side, right? Uh, and if you ever break down what fear really is, it's 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 something internal or, or whatnot. And, and when you can be bold and overcome those fears, you're going to have more confidence when you play in. Um, as I mentioned uh, before, uh, that when you detach your self-worth away from how you perform in the court, you can go in there and forget about being scared about making a shot because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You just play, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of it is in your mind, right? That's the whole mental thing, right? If you can overcome those fears and realize it's just a, a game, it's just a sport, um, and, and, you know, you have so many opportunities to do, do things, uh, do amazing things, then attack those fears head on only and come out a better player. All right. Good then a question, I know. Yes, I, I know. Fear. Fighting G fear. Amazing. Gia. <laughs> Gia for you. Fighting fear. Um, yeah, actually this is this is a question that we usually get um in Solid Seven, uh the volleyball academy I started with um a very special group of people. Uh usually we get asked like what if you're in the situation that you're serving during the fifth set championship game and your opponent is already one point away from the championship what's going on in your head and if i had to answer that i'd i just tell them how many times have you served in practice probably a million times so i understand if that circumstance would make you feel scared or pressured but if you believe in yourself that you went through training, you did everything that your coach told you to do and more, executed every drill 100%, there shouldn't be anything for you to worry about because you know that, that's where confidence comes from. If you have a solid foundation of basics, sports is a lot of muscle memory. So if your body is used to moving how it's supposed to move and that's how, what you get in training, that's what's going to show in the game. So when it comes to the game, after training so hard and practicing all of those, all you have to think about is the decisions you have to make. So 
Yeah, for me, um, good basics is the best answer to fear and good training as well. Thank you so much, uh, Gia and Sean, for sharing those. Magandena, we don't get yeah. that question a lot, but the fighting the fear and overcoming it. From Ray Basilo II, Sean, what tips can you share on how to be physically and mentally tough and what keeps you motivated? Well, the physical part is, is, is easy, right? You, you set some goals for yourself and then you just put the work. You just, you just train. Uh, if you have a trainer or someone uh, you can work with, you can help guide you through that. That would be amazing. Uh, the mental side of things is a little tougher. That, that comes with uh, a little more, uh, how do you say this? Um, a little more practice, right? You really got to do a lot of self-reflection. You have to um, build your confidence uh, through practice and hard work. Uh, and, and that can be done in many ways. I think setting goals is a great one. Um, I think Gia was mentioning just the, or, or even Hinlin, the 1% uh, better or whatnot, right? So if you can just put in a little bit and, and figure out how you're going to get better every day, over time, you're going to see that progression and, and whatnot. Uh, and so I think that's, that's the, the mental side of thing is to see the vision of yourself down the line and then breaking it down just a little bit and, and trying to accomplish that on a daily basis. Can I just say, I love how Teresa is just cheering you on in the comments. <laughs> and, Teresa, and, you're awesome. And I have my wife to help me out mentally. And to probably <laughs> of course. Okay. Right. <laughs> Gia? Yes. Uh, I agree with everything uh, Sean said, uh, that the physical part is actually the easy part because you have to go through training. But with mental strength, it's, it's the same. It's something that you have to... Uh, train as well to be stronger so um the way we're able to do it in training is our coach exposes us to uh so many different simulations of uh what can happen in the game especially high pressure ones and that way we wouldn't be we wouldn't know how not to react during the game we'd know how to move we'd know what kind of decision would uh, be best for that and that's one way to be mentally tough uh, on the volleyball court but on the outside individually we we have our own things so for me it's really more uh, prayers and meditation that keeps me it keeps me sane it keeps me going and it really brings me peace especially when there are a lot of things happening in the volleyball community most especially all right there you have it. Actually, that was our last question for Sean and Gia. Thank you so much for joining us here on our special episode, Under the Armor, presented by Off the Record with Vix and Jessica. But lastly, before we let you go, maraming mga fans and comments in the comment mm -hmm. section. So, uh, Gia, uh, I'll, I'll give you this time to address your fans and maybe your message to all their supporters. Um, I want to thank all of our uh, supporters uh, for... The volleyball community also thank you so much for supporting us through the pvl bubble that just finished uh right now uh, all the players are doing their best to prepare for when the next conference will be so uh and we, we also miss having you guys on the arena and hopefully soon when all this is over we get to see each other and just stay safe and god bless always thank you gia sean um to all the fans out there uh First and foremost, thank you for always supporting us. Uh, you know, 
Uh, we hope we hope you're safe and well um, through these trying times. Uh, we miss you guys at the arenas. We miss you, uh, but I hope you guys are all well and safe. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, inspire you a little bit. Uh, and also, I guess my biggest supporter is my wife, who's who's watching too. I guess so. Thank you for always being there for me. And um, yeah, please keep uh, supporting us to all the fans, and uh, we'll do our best to uh improve and, and put on a show for you guys thank you so much gia and sean it was awesome getting to chat with you guys thank you, thank you guys. thanks for having stay us stay safe and god bless guys thank you so much all right so all right. there you have it our first part of this special episode of under the armor presented by off the record with mix and cheska we'll be back after just a short while for our next set of guests The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.